following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino. Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, another hour on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, yours and mine. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, Clayton Safey, for the Wolverine.com. Another one of our Michigan insiders will join us. Look at the latest on the Harbaugh watch. And with Clayton watching TCU in Georgia last night, if Michigan would have beat TCU and was playing Georgia last night, but that game had been like the Ohio State-Georgia game, where Ohio State missed a field goal to win it. And you know the Buckeye Nation and Ryan Day are killing themselves right now in terms of mental anguish. On if they make that field goal, they win the national title. And that was the last thing any Michigan fan wanted to have. Ohio State beat Georgia and then beat TCU, the two teams that knocked Michigan out of the college football playoff the last two years. Georgia was dominant. But you saw TCU in the second half in that defense, and the Michigan defense. As Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com said, in our number one, hey, we, we focus on the play calling of the goal line, J.J.'s pick sixes. But what about the defense not making a stop? What about the way TCU just gashed that Michigan defense two running backs over 100 yards? Because in terms of points, when you look at Michigan with 45 and what they put on in the second half, they easily could have been in the high 50s or 60s playing a full game of quality football against TCU. Does that mean they would have beat Georgia last night? No. But I think it's better than 65-7. So we'll talk to Clayton about that. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports and our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m., In Lansing, he'll join us in a few moments. Get his thoughts on Michigan State, Wisconsin. Big Ten hoops tonight. One of the bigger games. I know Michigan was big, but back-to-back man having Michigan, Wisconsin. But Izzo seems comfortable right now. We'll talk to Stout. Get his thoughts on Harbaugh. Does he think he's staying or going? That's our Bud Light huge question of the day. Bud Light, by the way, served up in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great distributors. So Stout here in about 20 minutes. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, will join us. His thoughts on the national championship game last night and another day uh, watching for news on Harbaugh. He did a virtual interview. So I, I think he did a virtual interview. I'll give you my just read on the outside looking in. Last time he went and did the interview in person, and that became a clown show. 
So now I'm going to do the virtual interview, engage these guys. Is there real interest? Do I like them? Do I want to go do the face-to-face interview? Or he's doing it to get Michigan to up the ante on a bigger deal to stay in Ann Arbor. Or there's no conspiracy theory and he just did a virtual interview. Go ahead, pick A, B, or C. Go welcome in Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He was watching TCU's offensive and defensive performance last night, and tears were streaming down his cheeks, thinking if that's Michigan, okay, they're not going to give up 65, but then again, they gave up 51 to TCU. <laughs> My God. You know, I, I just, that, that was a TCU team we saw in the second half. But the one thing that has been overlooked and not talked about it enough, and I'm glad Ballas brought it up, and I just mentioned it, Clayton, was how bad the Michigan defense was in Glendale, Arizona. Totally. I mean, uh, you know, TCU is a good offense. They have good weapons. Quentin Johnson at the wide receiver spot, guys like that. But there's no excuse for Michigan allowing some of those big plays and backbreakers in that second half. And I thought they played well early in that game. If you remember, they only had, they only gave up 14 points in the first half, but seven of those points were via pick six. But then they completely folded in the second half. And luckily for Michigan, uh, you know, they had a lot of success on offense. But, yeah, uh, that defense, it was pretty uncharacteristic what we saw. And, uh, you know, watching the game last night, uh, not many people figured Michigan would have had a chance if they made it there. Uh, but at the same time, you still wanted to be there. You still wanted to have that opportunity. And every game is different. I'm not saying Michigan would have won. In fact, I predicted, you know, if that matchup were to play out, Georgia would, would have beaten them. But uh, at the same time, you know, Georgia was in a close game with Ohio State. Uh, every game is different. Every matchup is different. Uh, but, yeah, certainly Georgia looks like the, the well-deserving back-to-back chance. Yeah, they're just a machine. And how about the, the video shots that these guys were getting champagne and food from some of the luxury suites in the fourth quarter of the game? <laughs> Did you see that? I did not. Hold on. They, there's video of and, and pictures. You know, they have those lower level and the newer uh, uh, buildings for football. They have the lower yeah. level, you know, field level suites, right? And uh, it shows the Georgia players, some of them going over to a suite, getting food. This is during the game and little those little plastic glasses of champagne. I see some pictures now. I just Googled it. That's incredible. I mean, that shows you how much of a blowout it is. Is that the biggest uh, margin of victory? Oh, uh, that game. That you could yeah. tell. You could tell. Start of the second quarter. That game was over. Yeah, Dumb. or even earlier. Even earlier. I mean, just the way that they were controlling the line of scrimmage, and, and just the fact that every time TCU tried to to run it, I know they had a couple big plays, but early. But uh, most of those plays. I mean, there's three, four guys around the ball almost immediately. That was uh, that was pure domination. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, you get Stetson Bennett smoking a cigar on the field, not the Joe Burrow locker room. You have yeah. you have Georgia drinking. What, what the hell? They, they they forget that this wasn't in the South. It's not moonshine. It was in L.A. They're drinking champagne, eating food. I don't know if they call it DoorDash or Uber Eats. Uh, they got the national championship game going on. And Stetson Bennett is probably saying, I'm done playing anyways. I don't care. I'm going to smoke a cigar. Hey, Joe Burrow, you did in the locker room. I'm going to, I'm going to smoke a cigar 
uh, on the field because I when I was down with uh, Tony Anise. And Ferris State, when they won the D2 title, one of the players smoked a cigar in the locker room, and the NCAA went crazy on them. That's the NCAA, right? Who'd they punish for that one, you know? Well, they came uh, by, everybody, and they announced with a, a bullhorn going, did anybody get a burger from the coach? Anybody get a burger from the coach? Right. Meanwhile, you got guys like Bill Self and Sean Miller. You know, oh, sport. <laughs> oh my God! FBI wiretaps. How many people, unless you're a politician or a coach or rich, can get busted on an FBI wiretap and not go to jail? Right. In fact, you get uh, you know almost rewarded for it. Bill Self. Look at him. You know, win the national championship last season. Sean Miller just got a new job. It's incredible. Will Wade. I don't know where he is. Maybe he's you know, off in oblivion, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that this goes on and, you know, that would frustrate me too, Bill, if you're a coach and, uh, you know, you're getting slapped on the wrist for minor things. Um, you know, when you know what goes on and you've said it's hard to beat the cheaters, uh, you know, this sport is, uh, you know, screwed up in, in a few ways, but, we love it, but uh, it's certainly not perfect. Well, it could be part of, you know, it's why Beeline walked early, Jay Wright. You can look at some of these situations and Harbaugh, you know, when he sent out that note and then here comes the NCAA violations that maybe he's like, you know what, I am going to talk to these guys. I am going to look. Maybe I, I was going to stay last Thursday or Friday morning, but I'm going to look. I'm going to look that the NCAA would hang me out to dry about a burger uh, and Georgia's drinking on the sidelines. Drinking. <laughs> I mean, Drinking. Uh, don't forget, coming up after the national championship game, the Moonshiners from Cook County, Georgia. Oh my God! Hey, you know, I, I just, I, it was tough to watch that game because I knew Georgia was going to kill them. I said easy double digits. I didn't expect you know fifty eight. Uh, those that had uh, TCU plus fifty nine on the DraftKings, I'm dreaming big board. Congratulations, uh, God! Yeah. But it, I, I think Michigan. I still I, I don't trust. I'm 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 gonna be honest. And this is why why Ohio State was such a surprise in the second half. Second half, which was a theme all season long for Michigan. I don't trust Harbaugh's play calling. I think he's too conservative and it bites him in the ass against uh quality teams and big games. That's my opinion. It it might be. Um you know, at, at the same time, though, they, they win doing a lot of what they did, you know, playing quote-unquote conservative throughout the season. And you look at, you know, the success they had running the football with an elite offensive line and running back. So I'm conflicted on it, too. I, I thought that, you know, they did open it up a little bit more in, in uh, you know, some of those bigger games when they had to. And they saw some success. So maybe do that a little bit earlier on. Uh, how about J.J. McCarthy? How about Stetson Bennett? They were bootlegging him. How, how do you yeah. not run McCarthy to the edges uh, in the first half? You do it in the third quarter, and it's boom, boom, two touchdowns, right? It feels like, yeah, it feels like they they kind of wait till the till they need to. Do Why? It. Why? God. Exactly. Why, why, why not go get TCU down 14-21-0? I know the pick sixes. I get how you could feel that game change. You could look at Donovan Edwards' run. That if he just cuts back one time, he he goes from like the forty in, you know that run. If it's a touchdown, is it a different game? Is it like 
TCU, Georgia. And I'm not saying it would have been 65-7, but it might have been 52-14. And I'm sorry I did my why that went too long. I am Clay. I'm just, you know, the hardball watch, the back and forth on that, looking at how bad TCU was and how in the hell did Michigan lose to them. Uh, it The last 10 days just stink. Uh, if you're a Michigan fan, it, they really do. They just stink. Well, you got Blake Corum back. I think that's the uh, that's you know kind of the big. That's why I put you on, man, because you you, yeah. you you throw the positive news out there. That's why I rolled it's you on air. It is big news when and Ballas told us last hour that Corum talked to Harbaugh. Harbaugh told him basically what was in that press release last week that he expects to be back, but Corum said his decision wasn't based on whether or not Harbaugh returned, which I give him. Huge love for that. Yeah. I mean, in a world where, you know, a lot of guys leaving early, opting out, things like that, uh, Blake Corum wants to come back. He wants more. And we have to remember, guys have different priorities. Blake Corum said he wants to win a national championship. Uh, he wants to leave his legacy at Michigan. Of course, NIL plays a factor there as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see on the Harbaugh stuff. I mean, he said Harbaugh was ecstatic. Uh, he knows if he does come back and coach Michigan, He'll get to coach Blake Corum and the rest of those guys. That date, that offense is going to be pretty dangerous, I think, uh, regardless of, of you know what happens with the coaching staff. If you just look strictly personnel, the returning quarterback, uh, you know, potential to bring some more guys back on the offensive line. Blake Corum said he's convincing those guys now, trying to Zach Dinter and Trevor Keegan. Uh, you know, you're going to have a lot there, but um, yeah, Blake Corum coming back. I mean, what a great kid and leader. He said he wants to read books this offseason on leadership. Uh, it's going to go a long way for this Michigan team. And if they do have to go through a coaching search or a transition, I mean, some of those guys uh, are going to be really looking at him for leadership, and I think he can deliver. So um, big news for Michigan there. A lot of uncertainty, but uh, Blake Corum, he's put so many smiles on Michigan fans' faces over the last few years, and uh, and they needed it right now, and I feel like he kind of delivered yesterday for them. Yeah, you kind of had a smile on your face when you were talking about him delivering smiles on uh, faces of Michigan fans. I'm also going to say this that J.J. McCarthy needs to run more the rest of his career at Michigan for Michigan to win a college football playoff game. That's my opinion. I'm with you. I'm with you. I want to see it. I mean, you know, a part of me throughout the year was thinking that, you know, some of them not running him as much as, one, you were up big in a lot of these games, and, two, the backup quarterback position was, you know, not necessarily solidified, but – at a certain point, when you're in a big game, you gotta you got to let it loose. you got to put it all on the, line, on the line. I think we talked about this when I was in studio a couple of weeks ago. You know, look at the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. When, when the, it's all on the line for them. I mean, he is running. He is doing everything he possibly can. They're calling those plays for him. It's got to be the same thing for Michigan. When you have a guy that's that dangerous with his legs, and we saw it in the second half against TCU, I think 77 rushing yards, and he had a touchdown with his legs and a big 39-yard scramble. We saw it in the second half against Ohio State when they turned them loose. You got to do that. You got to use it. Uh, I think they're going to pass a little bit more next year too, just uh, given that you have a returning starting quarterback that looks just promising. Uh, but I agree with you, you know. And I feel like they have the quarterback right now where they can, you know, if they use all that stuff, you know, they could win a national championship. You're coming in, checking in number two in most of these way too early polls. Not that they mean much, but just looking at in the context of what you have coming back compared to the others things look pretty bright in that respect. So, uh, you know, if Jim Arbaugh comes back, man, you, you got to feel like they have a, a good shot to compete again. And you can look at J.J. when they're doing that run-pass option. There are times he needs to pull that ball and just sprint around the left end like Bennett did last night 
uh, for Georgia against TCU where there's nothing but green. Because you have if Corum and Edwards and that rushing attack and, and TCU was really being aggressive. And as Herb Street talked about in that first quarter, first you know, 20 minutes of the game, they took advantage of it, and it was game over. And then Michigan didn't do it, and that's going to be uh, McCarthy. I get you don't have a backup. You were concerned. I understand that. But, you know, when you're down to your final game, they rolled it out in the second half, and they were unstoppable on offense. They were. And I think if they played the way they did in terms of game plan in the second half and the first half, they win that game 58-35, 58-28, something like that. I agree. I agree. They also made less mistakes and, and all that. Um, it all played into it. And the defense, I thought, held up better early than they did late. They, they could have won that game. And you're right. I mean, even Max Duggan you know, was, was using his legs against Michigan. Those were some of the bigger third-down pickups and, and first downs that they were able to gain was with his legs. And you're, you're seeing it now in not only college but the NFL where these quarterbacks, it's not just running either. It's been able to evade the rush and extend plays and scramble out and make plays downfield too. J.J. shows, you know, he has the ability to do that. Uh, you got to use it. Yeah, just you bottle the second halves. Uh, you know, the Ohio State game. Uh, they were unstoppable against, you know, the number two team in the country on their home field in front of 100,000 Buckeye fans. And that's why when you look at the TCU game and you, you, you shake your head and you see 39 points in the second half. 39. Yeah, I think it's the most uh, anyone scored in a in a college football oh, playoff game in, in a half. Georgia had thirty eight last night, but well, I know, yeah. but I, that's where I'm not saying Michigan would have beat Georgia. I'm not there yet, and I really think that their defensive line no. would it dictated like their offensive line did. You know, the trenches that we talked about, Michigan and their undefeated run through the Big Ten title game. I think Georgia was a step above with athletes on both sides of the ball. I agree. I think Georgia would have won that game. I think Michigan would have gave him more of a game, and you never know. Um, can't use the transitive property. I, I hate that when people try to compare. Oh, I even saw a tweet this year. It was when Ohio State was up big on Iowa in the third quarter. They're like, oh, well, Michigan only beat Iowa by 13, and Ohio State is up 40 on Iowa. Well, Michigan ends up beating Ohio State by 22. You can't use the transitive property, so you can't use it and say that you know Michigan would have beat Georgia because – you know, Georgia should have lost to Ohio State and Michigan beat them. But that's proof to me that every game's different, every matchup's different, and you just never know what would have happened. But I don't think anyone was beating Georgia last night, I'll say that. That was, that was clinical. That was about as casual as you could be and dominant in a national title game. And uh, they're the favorite going into next year. And, man, they are. They, David Pollock said it right in front of Nick Saban last night. They look like the team to beat now in college football, really the program to beat. Uh, from a year-to-year basis, they've kind of taken over. They've got all the talent in the world, ton of guys returning, and great recruiting classes. Yeah, David Pollock, by the way, played at Georgia. Nick Saban was yeah. the guest on set, and the look Saban was given Pollock. Oh, the oh, death stare. The oh, death oh, stare. The death stare, and then when Prime, he's not even prime time anymore, he's just prime, Deion Sanders with his Colorado Buffs gear, and and he's talking, and he's just doing his sermon about uh, Colorado, and Saban's looking at him saying, I'm never doing an Aflac commercial again with that guy. <laughs> right. I forgot they were on that together. Oh, yeah, my times God. Are changing. Times are changing. Oh, yeah. But go because, yeah, yeah, he had fun with uh, Prime when he's had Jackson State, but now he's had Colorado. And now there's talk that Colorado's <laughs> opener is going to be in prime time with Prime. 
Uh, and Saban's just sitting there being the gentleman, the Southern gentleman. And Brian Kelly was on the field going, I'm telling you, the LSU Tigers <laughs> are going to be back. I don't know why my accent is like this at the end of the season, but we show Purdue you can't do. And I need some sweet tea from Mama Kelly as I'm down here on the bayou eating Gator Bites. It's like, it's like you go to McDonald's and you get Gator Bites instead of chicken nuggets. I take me a 20-pack of Gator Bites. With a little etuvesos. I'm not drunk, okay? I I really, I'm not drinking Bud Light or McUltra uh, during this broadcast. All right, Harbaugh watch, uh, Clayton, before I let you go. Uh, Is there, no one knows anything when it comes to Harbaugh. The two-hour reported virtual interview with the Broncos. Uh, we get the message last Thursday about those who stay will be champions. Then you get the NCAA garbage about the burger and the level one violation along with some level two violations. Uh, this Harbaugh thing seems messier than it did a week ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, more complicated at the very least. I, I think the NCAA violations, we'll see what really comes of that. They seem minor and then you know, maybe a report that he failed to cooperate, but basically from what we've heard, he basically said he didn't recall, which is, you know, what any good lawyer would tell you to do, uh, you know, in certain circumstances. You watch these politicians repeat it hundreds of times in some of these depositions. So we'll see what comes of that. Uh, I do think that, you know, probably the most likely scenario is that Jim Harbaugh is coaching Michigan uh, next season. I mean, we'll see how you know long this drags out, if other teams are interested, if he goes and does an in-person interview with the Broncos. Remember last year he did a virtual interview with the Vikings and then a few days later was on a plane uh, in Minneapolis in the middle of that snowstorm. So that's a possibility. Keep an eye out for what's going to come next uh, as, as kind of really the coaching carousel is is uh, starting to open up in the NFL besides a few teams that had a little bit of early start. So we'll see. Uh, you know, you hope if you're Michigan, it doesn't drag on until February like it did a year ago. Um, you know, you give him a raise and, and see if he's going to sign it. But I do think he's interested in the NFL. I don't think there's any question. He always says, judge me on my actions. And uh, it seems like his actions are saying that, that he's at least interested in listening for the time being. All right, so Clayton, if you're sitting down with your Michigan friends, and you guys are having a cold Bud Light, mm-hmm. and they ask you, uh, what's the percentage on Harbaugh staying versus leaving, which is our Bud Light uh, huge question of the day, is he staying or leaving, what would you say? I'd say maybe 70% staying. I think there's there's some like things here where, is he going to get an offer? I mean, he didn't get an offer a year ago. I know his stock has probably gone up, given what Michigan did on the field this year, but uh, you know, is he going to get an offer? And then another thing is, you continue to watch Ian Rappaport and guys in the NFL report on this. They say, well, Michigan may be able to make this all go away with a big offer. Uh, is there going to be something like that in the next few days? We know he has an agent now this year. He didn't a year ago and really throughout most of his coaching career. So that could change things. They're going to leverage, try to get him the best deal possible. And maybe uh, before he would get on a plane to go to Denver and interview, maybe they, Michigan shuts it down and says, uh, hey, sign this. You're going to be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten or something like that. So those are a couple options. But the other options are this drags out. He interviews with a couple teams. One of them offers him, uh, and then he potentially takes it. But uh, right now I'd stick with, you know, probably most likely he'll be here uh, at Michigan. 
But, uh, man, it's hard to believe we're kind of going through it again here. It feels all too similar. Yeah, going through it again, we're on February 5th, 2022, quoted in a Detroit Free Press article. This is Harbaugh's words, not, not an opinion. Uh, Harbaugh says in the article, this is after uh, the Vikings interview fell through, quote, Harbaugh said, I called Ward and I asked him if he wanted me to be the head coach. And he said, yes, 100%. And I said, okay, then that's what I want to do. And I told him, Ward, this will not be a recurring theme every year. This was a one-time thing. And then he got, what, the five-year, $7 million bucks a year deal, correct? It's correct. Um you know, and he said he's been asked about that too. And I'm going back in spring ball once we finally got to talk to him. And he said, that's how I felt. You know, I think feelings, you know, times can change. Feelings can change a little bit. I know that's leaving him an out a little bit. Uh, but we have to remember as well. Remember when John Beeline interviewed with the Detroit Pistons, uh, didn't get an offer, said, uh, you know, I'm here for life. I'm going to be at Michigan until I retire. And then the next year, you know, things changed. Uh, he had a heart procedure in the meantime there, but. You know, maybe he got frustrated with recruiting, things like that. And uh, he ended up taking an offer with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I don't necessarily think people are painting John Beeline. I certainly am not as a liar. No. Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. And you don't know what you're going to say. Let's say you do get an offer uh, until you're in that situation again. And a year's gone by. So, um, yeah, I thought, you know, a lot of us took him at his word at the time. But uh, clearly, you know, he left himself an out in some of the statements he's had, and no one man knows the future, he continues to say. He continues to say, I expect to be at Michigan. So he's left himself a little bit of an out, and whether that's leveraging or not, uh, I think it's pretty clear he has some sort of interest, at the very least, in going back to the NFL and in chasing a Super Bowl. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. You can follow Clayton on Twitter, S-A-Y-F-I-E. His mother makes incredible bubble pizza that he dropped off in studio during the holiday season, thank you, Mama Safey, listening on 96.1 The Game, our flagship uh, station, also the Wolverine.com, part of the On3.com uh, network. Clayton, appreciate your opinions. Update on Harbaugh Watch. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. I'm going to have an ice-cold Bud Light. There you go, buddy. All right. we love. I love Clayton Safey. He's a good dude. Check him out with the team, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borton, Doug Skeen, at the Wolverine.com. We'll hear from Skeen coming up in about 40 minutes. Up next, Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on our affiliate, the game 730 AM in Lansing. His thoughts on Michigan State, Wisconsin, Big Ten hoops tonight. And also, does he think Harbaugh will stay at Michigan or go to the NFL? Stout's huge opinions are next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and finding piggy riches for up to $10,000. Every Friday in January, one lucky winner every hour from 7 to 11 p.m. will break the piggy and reveal their prize from $500 premium play all the way up to ten grand in cash. Don't miss piggy riches only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
best vacations are RV vacations. Let's go somewhere. The Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show at DeVos Place is back. It's the biggest RV show in the state with the best RV deals. See over 300 RVs, luxurious motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, and ultralights. RV accessories and services, hundreds of camping destinations, Alaska RV and seminars, and more. That's January 12th through 15th, DeVos Place. Buy your tickets at Grand Rapids RV Show. Huge here reminding everybody across Michigan to check out the biggest RV show in the state this weekend. The Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show at DeVos Place. It runs Thursday through Sunday. Get your tickets now at GrandRapidsRVShow.com. You can check out over 300 RVs on site at DeVos Place this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. It's the Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Get your tickets now at GrandRapidsRVShow.com They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls high school sports MHSAA.com TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today. Check out the shows, promotions, giveaways, and more at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Download the Eagle Access app and follow Soaring Eagle on Facebook and on Twitter. Let's get an update on Michigan State and his thoughts on Harbaugh Watch. 2023, Tim Stout from Stout on Sports. Radio edition airs weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. They carry the huge show weeknights at 6 p.m. How you doing, Timmy? Happy New Year, Bill. And uh, all these years, there's nobody better for radio. Maybe you agree than Harbaugh. He's fantastic for radio. Oh, he's uh, like a, nonstop. He's fantastic. 
it's like Jim Rome always says, who does he root for? He roots for somebody to talk about every day. I love that line because I root for somebody to talk about every day and Harbaugh's never dull. Might be about any, any, any kind of different subjects, but boy, he gives us something to talk about every day. And where are you at on the latest here with Harbaugh, the virtual Zoom interview, whatever it was, uh, two hours of the Broncos. It looks like from the outside looking in, Peyton may be the first choice, Harbaugh, the second if Peyton turns it down or they decide Harbaugh impresses them. Uh, do you think he's gone or is he coming back? That's our Bud Light, the huge question of the day. Well, I think, Bill, until the final NFL coaching job is filled, whenever that is, and that could go through the Super Bowl, frankly, but until it is, I mean, his name may never go away just because his name is almost mentioned for everything. I think the problem he's got is that he may be absolutely innocent of all this compared to the Vikings issues a year ago where maybe he was far more offensive in looking into this because he was thinking maybe he was going to leave. But to me, it's not necessarily his fault if he's just returning phone calls and listening to these people. I mean, any coach would do that, and I don't think that's an affront to Michigan. I think he's sincere, that he likes his team and likes his school, and I I buy all that. I, I buy all that. But I think in the careers that these guys are all in, especially the high-profile coaches at the big schools like him, especially with you know his NFL records, 44-19, and 19, I am, and he went to the Super Bowl. I get why these guys are calling him. Now, whether he ends up there or not, I don't know. The problem he's got is in the NFL, for whatever reason, whoever you interview, it goes to the media. I mean, there's absolutely – you know, in, in the colleges, there's a lot more – you know, secrecy as to who we're talking to or who we're thinking about, unless agents are lying about their coaches being, you know, being accorded by anybody else in college or the NFL. And I think there's a lot of gamesmanship there. In Harbaugh's case, his name just simply is going to come up because the media covering the NFL has all these inside scoops. And for that matter, they said what Denver was making it public who they were going after. Now, whether that's because the Rooney rule requires them to let everybody know, like, this is who we're talking to and all that, I don't know. It's got to be frustrating for him. I have no idea whether he is serious or not, other than what you just said. If you spent two hours on the phone with them, that wasn't a thanks for calling. I appreciate it. If I'm interested, I'll get back to you if you're going for two hours. So, but, but, Bill, I mean, you know the way this works. Until all those jobs are filled, you might hear his name through five, six, seven franchises. Who knows? And Harbaugh could be thinking that, okay, I'm not going to leave unless there's this incredible offer and my name out there being talked about is actually good for Michigan football because look at last year with the Vikings. You had her recruiting somewhat. You may not see that for a couple of years, but you know his team wasn't distracted and they went undefeated and didn't lose until TCU in the semifinals of the college football yeah. playoff. I mean, look, I think the the way college sports are today, it is burning these coaches out. Ask Beeline, and Beeline wasn't even there when all this NIL stuff was getting. He was still burned out by it all. I think a lot of coaches, D'Antonio, Beeline, these guys just get worn out from what they have to do, especially at the profile they're at. I mean, now that Michigan's won two Big Ten titles at the Final Four twice, you know, if they come down a little bit, you know, then everybody's going to be on his case. And I think in the pros anymore, whether it's baseball, hockey, football, basketball, if you go to the, that level, you're doing it for the money. Because the, to me, the big winner yesterday wasn't George. It was Kit, Kit, 
uh, the Cliff Kingsbury, the guy at Arizona. I mean, this guy's getting paid for five years to do absolutely nothing instead of going through all the hell he would have had to go through trying to turn around Arizona. So if you, if, and I'm wondering this morning on the air, what's the Godfather offer that Harbaugh just simply cannot refuse? How high are we going? How many years? So that if it didn't work out for him or anybody else, you would take it because even if you absolutely failed, the money that you're going to get is going to set you up to do anything you want to do, which Kings, you know, this Kingsbury, he's got that from Arizona. He can pick his own spot if somebody wants him for any you know reason down the line. In Harbaugh's case, he's 59 years old. So if he got offered a five- or six-year deal, I'll just use the term $50, $60 million, and it's all guaranteed. I mean, just think he could be a total failure winning and losing, but that's the money he's going to get for that. I think those guys, Bill, in his position with those high-profile coaching jobs, especially collegiately, with the pressure that's on these guys anymore because of those salaries, I think they're looking long and hard at the quality of life they have and have to decide at their ages, is it worth it staying where I am, even if I like my team, or am I just simply better off because the pressure and the lifestyle might be a little different in the NFL? I think for not only Harbaugh, but for anybody else, especially if you're a college coach being courted. And what, he's probably the only one isn't he? Yeah, I think he's the only college name you hear out there right now. Really, him, Sean Payton, I think they're waiting to see where, if Harbaugh leaves, where Payton goes, and then that kind of sets the hiring process in place. Uh, moving on quickly, i got a couple minutes. want to get your thoughts on Michigan State, Wisconsin, Big Ten hoops tonight in Madison. Well, this is a brutally difficult year for me to try to figure out Big Ten basketball because the moment somebody plays well, then you think they're moving up and then they get beat on the road or they lose an incredible game you can't imagine. And you can just about list every single Big Ten team. Now, Michigan State has got nine road games left and seven at home. So they've only played one road game, and that was tough at Penn State. They, they won it by a couple of points. Every time they go to Wisconsin, it's 62-58 to 58 or 60-57, to 57, one way or the other. I kind of like State tonight because I'm not completely sold on Wisconsin, and I think this kid Wall, their top scorer, he's been injured. He missed Saturday. Izzo thinks he's going to play tonight, but I'll believe that when I see it. And even if he does, how effective is he? I think Michigan State clearly has to shoot better and play better than what it did offensively against Michigan, but maybe it, it will simply because you can't play much worse even in winning that game. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. It's going to go right to the wire. If I had a hunch, I'd probably hunch that Michigan State will pull the thing out. Timmy, always good to hear your voice. Happy New Year. Look forward to our next conversation. All right. Love the show. Stay in touch. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon. And Tim Stout checking in on the Meyer guest line. Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University. Our Bud Light huge question of the day. Back to Harbaugh Watch 2023. Will he stay or will he go? Pretty simple. Answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They play home games at Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids, and they're home tonight against Denzel Valentine in Maine in G League action with the Grand Rapids Gold. And Tuesday nights mean buy one ticket, get one free. Get your tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office and Ticketmaster.com, and follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. 
play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. The Ultimate Fishing Show, Detroit, January 12th through 15th. At the Suburban Collection Showplace with over seven acres of the newest fishing tackle. Fishing boats and fishing trips. Take it from fishing pro Mark Zona. This is the largest pure fishing show in the country. It's the Fishing Boat Show. Buy from dealers who know how to rig them right. Shop fishing tackle only available once a year. Seminars on five stages. Meet guides and lodge owners. The Ultimate Fishing Show, Detroit, January 12th through the 15th. At the Suburban Collection Showplace. It's Christmas for fishermen. Huge here with a reminder that I'll be live this Friday, 3 until 6, statewide, from the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit inside Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi on the east side of the state. This is the biggest fishing show in America. Over four football fields of fishing tackle, fishing trips, fishing boats, and also it features like Ultimate, a huge indoor lake, on-the-water seminars daily. Look for the huge show live at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit this Friday, statewide. Three until six. Whether it's jackpots or colors of the rainbow, seven's a special number. At Meyer, it's no different. Get more for your money with seven for seven dollars. No luck required. Mix or match specially marked items. Buy seven or more and get each for only a dollar. From Meyer instant oatmeal and Meyer pasta sauce to Meyer facial tissue, there's so many ways to seven for seven dollars. Plus, California sweet seedless mandarins just two ninety nine for a three pound bag. And shop the same low Meyer prices in store and online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I just saw the tweet from Andrell Anthony, the former Michigan wide receiver. He has transferred to the University of Oklahoma. So let me get this straight. That Oklahoma wants him, but Michigan can't find a way to utilize his speed and athleticism. I'll say this, even with the last two years, I don't think Michigan maximizes their talent at wide receiver or at quarterback. J.J. McCarthy needs to run more. They did against Ohio State, right? Look at Johnson, the two long bombs. 
Yeah, so Andrew Anthony transfers to Oklahoma. That transfer portal's crazy. And it hurts high school football recruiting for kids coming in. Because they're going to go then to lower level schools. And then they're going to hit the transfer portal. And the lower level schools become minor league college football teams for the big boys. It's about the money, man. Plain and simple, all about the money. Show me the money, honey. Time to check in on what's on tap at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. You can watch Michigan State, Wisconsin tonight at 7 p.m. on all the TVs at all brands locations. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids, brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, also a Johnny Brands location on Leonard right off of US 131 in downtown GR. And Mike Brand Sr. has the brands in Cascade just east of Grand Rapids. Can't make it out for Michigan State and Wisconsin tonight. You can order up your brand's favorites for pickup or delivery. Just go to brands.com. That's brands.com. And if you're thinking about getting out, happy hour twice a day at all brands' locations and watch the Spartans and the Badgers tonight at 7. And that's what's on tap at all the brands' steakhouse and grills. 24-7, everything you need with the show is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.